Chapter Eight of the Actress in High Life: An Episode in Winter Quarters by Sue Pettigrew Bowen. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Eight. When late arriving at our inn of rest, whose roof exposed to many a winter sky half shelters from the wind the shivering guest by the pale lamp's dreary gloom, I mark the miserable room and gaze with angry eye on the hard lot of honest poverty and sickening at the monster brood who fill with wretchedness a world so good southey it was twilight when they reached the venda a large but somewhat ruinous building surrounded by a few scattered trees on the sloping ground near the foot of the hill the arriero led his mules through the archway which formed the only entrance and the travellers following found themselves beside and almost in a large apartment which served at once as kitchen parlour and dining-room to this house of refuge which betrayed by many signs that if it had ever done a thriving business that day had long gone by dismounting here their horses were led on into the stable under the same roof and imperfectly separated from the kitchen by a rude wall the people of the house an old man and two women sat staring at them without making any hospitable demonstrations so lil made the first advances and addressing them with a studied courtesy that seemed ironical to the ladies awakened them somewhat to a sense of their duty to the wayfarers seats were got for the ladies on one side of the huge fireplace in which some embers were smouldering and lil placed two cork stools to raise their feet above the damp pavement of flat stone on the young friars now coming forward for with modesty rare in his order he had hitherto kept in the background lil resumed his sociable conversation with him and accepted the preferred pinch of snuff that olive branch of the portuguese this evidently had a good effect on their hosts while shortridge was surprised to see the colonel whose hauteur he had himself felt demean himself by familiarity with these low people he did not know that a proud man if his be generous pride is apt to keep it for those who assume superiority or at least equality with himself that was not the commissary's way so he began to question abruptly in very bad portuguese as to the state of her larder the elder woman who ugly and blear-eyed with ragged scanty dress and bare feet yet wore a necklace of beads and earrings of gold she answered tartly that it being a fast day there was no flesh in the house they had bacalhau and sardinias and garlic and pepper and onions and oil and everything that christians wanted on a fast day she forgot to say that the house was without flesh many more days than the church commands lil with more address applied to the younger woman with better success inquiring after accommodations for the ladies he so moved her that she snatched up the only lamp in the room and leaving the rest of the party in the growing darkness ushered the ladies up the ladder like stairs to the only two chambers where they could be private shortridge meanwhile finding out the desolate state of the larder let the woman know that they had not come unprovided with a stock of edibles of their own he urged her to make preparations for cooking it so rousing the old man from his chimney corner she carried him out with her and they soon returned with no small part of a cork tree and when lady mabel and mrs shortridge came down a cheerful blaze had brought out more fully the desolation of the room in dispelling half its gloom i trust you have found a habitable chamber over the head said lil to lady mabel i were a heretic to complain she answered it is true the room has no window but it has a square hole in the wall to let in the light and let out the foul air the bed is hard and not over tidy but what is wanting in cleanliness is made up in holiness for the bedstead has an elaborate crucifix carved at its head and i shall sleep under its immediate protection 
on the slightest alarm by merely throwing my arms upward i can lay hold on the cross and nothing will be wanting to the sense of security but faith in this material symbol of my faith i shall have saintly company too on the wall to the right is a print of st christopher carrying the infant christ over a river and a bishop in full canonicals waiting on the other side with outstretched arms to receive him on the left is a picture of st anthony of padua preaching to the fishes religion is truly part and parcel of this people's everyday life and the reality of their devotion and the falsehood and frivolity of many of its objects make a contrast truly painful to me old moodie the muleteer and the servants having seen after their horses and mules now came straggling into this hall common to all the inmates of the house here they accommodated themselves with such seats as they could find or contrive out of the baggage and one of lil's servants produced the rabbits and partridges purchased on the road with some other provisions brought from elvis these he gave to the woman of the house to cook for the travellers and no objection was started as to cooking flesh that other people might commit the sin of eating it on a fast day the whole party sat in a large semicircle around the fire conversing and watching the cooking of their supper but no sooner did the savoury fumes diffuse themselves through the building than another personage joined them a stout pig evidently a denizen of the house came trotting and grunting out of the stable and pushed his way into the interior of the social circle though he received some rude buffets he persisted in keeping within it until trenching on lady mabel's precincts she made such an application of her riding-wand that he was glad to seek refuge again among his four-legged companions it would seem lady mabel remarked that these vendas are caravansaries providing only shelter for the traveller who is expected to bring his own food that is so true that it is a blessing there are no game laws in the peninsula said lil the traveller would often starve at the inn but for the game purchased on the road and it is well to travel prepared to shoot one's own game as you are perpetually threatened with famine or robbers the cookery too of this country is peculiar and if you ladies watch the process closely you may carry home some valuable hints in what some people think the first of the arts they accordingly closely watched the cooking of the rabbits particularly each was spitted on a little spit which had four legs at the handle the other end resting on a piece of the fuel when one side was roasted the other was turned to the fire to know when they were done the woman cracked the joints laying them by until cool she then tore them to pieces with her fingers and afterward fried the already over-roasted meat with onions garlic red pepper and oil which is always rancid in portugal from the custom of never pressing the olives until they are stale the commissary knew too much about portuguese cookery to trust it he had provided himself before leaving elvis with a commissary's cut which is always the best steak from the best bullock he now produced from among his baggage that implement so truly indicative of the march of english civilization the gridiron and not until the large table at the other side of the room had been spread and supper was ready did his man proceed to dress it skilfully and quickly under the vigilant superintendence of the commissary himself they were sitting down to supper when lil seeing that the young friar remained by the fire pointed out a vacant seat and asked him to join them but he shook his head you are eating flesh i must fast to-day because the scriptures bid you lil inquired because the church commands me you are aware then that there is no absolute injunction in scripture to fast on particular days yet the church may have authority it doubtless has authority to appoint such days the young friar answered seeming at once to stifle a doubt and his appetite cookery must be judged of by the palate and not by the eye 
so lady mabel made a strong effort to try the rabbits by the latter test having had ocular proof that they were not cats in disguise but after persevering through two or three mouthfuls the garlic red pepper and rancid oil and the fact of having witnessed the whole process of cooking and fingering the fricassee proved too much for her and she was fain to be indebted to the commissary for a small piece of his steak reeking hot and dripping with its natural juices the woman of the house now placed on a bench before the friar some broa or maize bread and a piece of bacalio fried in oil from the size of the morsel the stock in the larder seemed to have run low even in this article which is nothing but codfish salted by british heretics for the benefit of the souls and bodies of the true sons of the church the friar ate alone and in silence less intent on his meal than in watching and listening to the party at the table they are every one of them eating flesh and this day is a fast said the elder woman to the friar in a tone of affected horror and they eat it almost raw answered the friar as shortridge thrust an ounce of red beef into his mouth but i know not that the church has prohibited that the ladies and the commissary retired soon fatigued with their long day's ride the friar was devoutly telling his beads and lille sat musing by the fire while the servants in turn took their places at the supper-table presently the friar having got through his devotions rose as if about to retire for the night but as he passed lille he loitered as if wishing to converse perhaps for the last time with this foreigner whose position character and ideas differed so much from his own and who yet could make himself so well understood as lille looked up he said men of your profession see a great deal of the world yes a soldier is a traveller even if he never goes out of his own country but the soldiers of your country visit the remotest parts of the world the indies in the east and west and many a land besides at one time the soldiers of portugal did the same said lille yes there was a time when we conquered and colonized many a remote land where the banner of no other european nation had ever been seen we still have our colonies but somehow or other they do not seem to do us any good but men of your profession said lille have been as great or even greater travellers than soldiers they are few regions however remote or inaccessible which the priests of the church of rome and members of your own order have not explored the friar was silent and thoughtful for a moment and then said what you say is true yet it seems to me that is no longer the case or at least that our order here has been remiss in sending forth missionaries to foreign lands here most of us follow through life the same dull round it is however the round of our duties but perhaps to find oneself in a strange country surrounded by new scenes an unknown perhaps heathen people with difficulties to struggle with obstacles to overcome might awaken in a man powers that he did not know were slumbering in him and enable him to do some good perchance great work he never would have accomplished at home and the young friar drew himself up to his full height while his frame seemed to expand with the struggling energies that were shut up unemployed within him visions of travel toil adventure perhaps martyrdom seemed to float before his eyes and without another word he strode off with a step more like that of a soldier than a franciscan lille gazed after him with interest and pity then ordering the table to be cleared stretched himself on it for the night wrapped in his cloak rather than rely on the accommodations of the large room upstairs common to wayfarers of every grade and populous with vermin End of chapter eight.